Oh, praise the Lord. Let's all just keep loving him. He's already in the house. Oh, look, come on. Let's keep worshiping him. God, you are great, Lord. You are great. Oh, if you don't know what this is, this is the sweet presence of God, which you feel right now. Oh, it's a sweet anointing that's just filling this house. Oh, somebody love him. Somebody tell him how good he's been. Oh, somebody thank him for his mercy. Oh, somebody thank him for his mighty works. Oh, God, you are wonderful, Jesus. You are wonderful, Jesus. Amen. Amen. It feels so good to be in the house of the Lord. And uh, we count it a great honor to be here with all of you. Amen. And um, especially to be here with the Hood family. We love and appreciate their spirit. Appreciate what they stand for. And um, he is right. Uh, we known sisterhood uh, before she was even sisterhood. Amen. And uh, But God delivered her and helped her. <laughs> Let me stop. Amen. But we love her and brotherhood. We love him. Man, we got to spend a little bit of time with him a few years back. And um, just want to say what an honor it is to be here behind uh, this pulpit and honor this church as well. What you stand for and what you are. Amen. Why don't you give yourself a hand? Amen. I'm so glad that my wife can be with me and I uh, love and appreciate her very much. Um, she makes me a better man and I love her for that. And um, we took a couple days off for vacation. And, um, you know, the last couple days have been rainy and foggy and um, not what I expected. But... <laughs> But you know what? I told my wife, and she agreed. You know, it's maybe God just telling us, hey, just take a break. Amen. Take a break. And just watch all my beauty. Amen. And I'm thankful uh, for his mercy, his love, his faithfulness. And um, I'm just trying to get my nerves out. Um, not so much because I'm nervous, but I just want to be obedient to what God has for us. If you have your Bibles, we're going to go to the book of Matthew, chapter 14, starting with verse 13. Si hay alguien que habla, que no habla inglés, Dios les bendiga. Es bueno que están aquí con nosotros. A mí es un gran honor que puedan acompañarlos. Sigan vendiendo que ese es el mejor lugar que usted pueda estar. Amén. Amén. And for those of you that didn't understand, there's Google Translate for that. Praise God. But the book of Matthew, chapter 14. Um, and it says like this, starting with verse 13. And when Jesus heard of it, he departed thence by ship into a desert place apart. And when the people had heard thereof, they followed him on foot out of the cities. And Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion towards them. And he healed their sick. And when it was evening, the disciples came to him saying, this is a desert place. <clears throat> and the time is now past. Send the multitude away that they may go into the village and buy themselves beautifuls. But Jesus said unto them, They need not depart, give ye them to eat. And when they said unto him, We have here but five loaves and two fishes, he said, Bring them hither to me. And he commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass and took the five loaves and the two fishes. And looking up to heaven, he blessed and braked and gave the loaves to his disciples and the disciples to the multitude. 
Amen. With the help of the Holy Ghost, I don't plan on being long, but I do just want to give you what God has given me. Amen. I'm going to preach with this thought. The God of the desert. The God of the desert. Amen. One more time. Can you help me? Just lift up your hands. Lift up your voice. And let's ask God to help all of us here. God, we love you, Lord. Oh, God, we worship you, Lord. We praise you. Thank you, God, for what we felt already. But, Lord, we need of you, God, to speak to us one more time. Speak to our minds. Speak to our hearts, Lord. We want to receive everything, God, that you have for us. And we'll give you all the glory and all the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Can we just clap our hands unto the Lord one more time? Praise God. God bless you. You may be seated. Amen. The God of the desert. Amen. We see even here coming up here, I realize that you all live in a desert. Amen. So you know what? What, what, what more fitting than preach this? But we see during these times in biblical times or even the times of Jesus I'm sure their deserts were not anything like we see here today. They were not well established. There's not a lot of folks, a lot of people that would desire to go into just a bare a, a bare desert. There's not very many people that have plans or intentions to spend the rest of their lives in a desert. I'm sure there's somebody here, maybe, that your desire is probably to go visit one of these uh, uh, desert places, big old cities like Dubai or even Qatar. Amen. And if, it, if that is you, God bless you. We'll pray for you. Amen. But there's some places that I do not want to go. For example, a desert is one of those. Uh, it is hot in a desert. It is bare. It is. It, 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 the heat is, is overwhelming. Uh, there's not a lot of life in a desert place. Uh, amen. The conditions can be either very extremely hot uh, during the day or extremely cold at night. Uh, amen. I don't know about you, but God gave me plenty of insulation. So me and heat, we don't get along. I want somewhere cool. I want somewhere where it's about 70 degrees and, and we can sit back and kick our feet back and drink some sweet tea. Oh, I'm in, I'm in Nevada. Drink some lemonade. Amen. <laughs> but back home, we drink sweet tea. Praise God. But I, I'd rather be in, in that kind of environment. I'd rather be in a comfortable place. But something I learned from a long time ago as a young man, amen, if you want to reach greatness in God, there's going to be some deserts that you have to cross through. If you want to reach and be everything that God has called you to be, there's going to be some places that is going to be uncomfortable. There's going to be some places that are just a little hot. There's going to be some places, amen, where you feel that you can't make another step and you feel that God has forsaken you and God has abandoned you with brothers and sisters and dear guests can I just let you know if you're going to a desert right now that's exactly where God wants you the wilderness is a barren place it's a lonely place 
It's deserted. It's unhattable. It's isolated. Amen. There's no, there's no life in a wilderness. John the Baptist, he preached repentance in the wilderness or a desert. Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Immediately following his baptism, amen, to fast and to be tested in preparation for his ministry. The wilderness is the time that, that can either last 40 days like it did for Jesus or it can last 40 years like it did for the people of God coming out of Egypt or it may even be brief but a wilderness is a good place to grieve it's a good place to pray it's a good place to repent and to fast it is a lonely place but God is not absent brothers and sisters can I just preach to us for the next few moments that situation that you're going through and that thing that you're facing right now it's not because God doesn't love you and it's not because God wants to see you struggle and be in pain but it's because God wants to get your attention it's because God wants to get a hold of you in preparation for the next step in preparation for your calling in preparation to that city that flows milk and honey dear guess you may not understand right now what you're going through but it's all part of God's plan amen life itself uh, sometimes can seem unfair People may mistreat you and abuse you uh, emotionally, uh, mentally, uh, or even physically. Uh, and you might feel, man, there's nobody that understands me. Uh, there's nobody that's been through what I've been through. Uh, nobody understands the struggle of my life. Uh, nobody understands what I've been through uh, and what I'm going through right now. Uh, the pastor doesn't get me. Uh, the first lady doesn't get me. Uh, look, everybody else looks like they have it together. Uh, that's why they're up there worshiping. That's why they're up there, amen, lifting up their hands. Well, brothers and sisters, can I just let you know that we're all in this together. The Bible lets me know that these people, they came out of the cities. They came out of their homes. We can jump ahead. And it was 5,000 men, not including their wives or their children. In other words, it wasn't just one person in the desert. It was a whole city in that desert. You're not alone. There still hope for you as long as you stay in the church there is hope as long as you follow Jesus there is hope Amen. we see these people they left their cities the Bible lets us know in verse 13 they followed him on foot out of the cities in other words, they left uh, all their, their, their what, what they were used to. Uh, they left their money behind. Uh, they left their jobs behind. Uh, they left security behind. Uh, they left their retirement behind. Uh, hey, you know what? Uh, some people don't see God uh, because they feel they have it all together. Uh, they feel that they don't need of God because they have a roof over their head uh, and they got a few dollars in their bank account uh, and that nobody's sick. Uh, my wife is healthy. Uh, I'm healthy. My children are healthy. I don't need of God. Uh, that's a lie because you see the Bible says that Jesus had compassion over these people. In other words, there were things inside of them that they didn't even know they needed God for. There were things inside of them that 
They say, well, I got it all together. I have my house. My family saved. I have health. But when, G when they got to Jesus, Jesus said, no, there's some things inside of you that I can heal. There's some things inside of you that I can touch. But the only way that could happen was when they left what they were used to. Hey, dear brother, why don't you just go ahead and give Jesus a try and put your pride aside. Why don't you go ahead and give Jesus a try and start remove and start remove that doubt and remove that unbelief because you don't know what you're struggling with until you get to Jesus. Hallelujah. You see, we get so dependent on our money. We get so dependent on what we have that we feel that our struggle, amen, and the pain that we're going through, it's going to be around forever. We get so accustomed in the struggle. We we get so accustomed in the pain. We get so accustomed and just barely making it by that we just stay where we're at. The Bible lets us know these people heard that Jesus was coming by. Hey, is this the one that can give peace? Is this the one that can return my joy? Is this the one, amen, that can bring back my family together? Is this the one that can help my marriage? Is yes, I've heard that Jesus done it before. This is the one that has said that gave the sight back to the blind. This is the one that said that can still raise up the dead. This is the one they said that can still unclog the deaf ears. Brothers and sisters, if you heard anything about God can I just let you know that God can still do it again God can still heal your body God can still restore your marriage God can still give you hope God can still pick you up God God is not limited we serve the almighty we serve the all-powerful but we just gotta get up and say I'm not depending on my house I'm not depending on what I tried before but I'm gonna go to Jesus see it was so easy for these people to say I'm not going it's too hot it's too uncomfortable I'm not used to all this worship. I'm not used to all this shouting. I'm not used to just watching people get drunk in the Holy Ghost. It's, it's, it's not for me. So we sit there and we watch everybody else get delivered. And we go back home and say, yeah, God didn't do nothing for me. Yeah, I didn't feel God one bit. It's because you stayed in your city. Can I put it where we're at? You stayed in your chair. You stayed where you're comfortable at. You stayed, amen, in the good, comfortable place. Instead of getting God a try and stepping out in the desert, these altars aren't comfortable because these altars represent sacrifice. These altars aren't comfortable because worship represents sacrifice. If you really need a miracle, you will step out of your seat and say, God, here I am. God, I've been struggling long enough, but God, today, I'm taking my first step and I'm going to be in that desert. I'm going to trust the process and I'm going to trust on you. Moses. We've all heard of Moses. Hey Amen. He, he 
was raised in Egypt. He had it all. At the snap of a finger, he could get whatever he wanted. Amen. He, he, he didn't have a struggle. But then he killed a man, and he ran away. And the Bible says that he ended up in a desert place. So now Moses, is, he's, he's watching the, 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 the sheep of his father-in-law, Jethro. And the Bible says in chapter 3 of Exodus, um, now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Median, and he led the flock to the backside of the desert. And it came, and it came to the mountain of God, even to Herb. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. Here's a man that had it all. Here's a man that he could, whatever he wanted, he could have. He didn't struggle. He was healthy. Amen. He had horses. He had everything you can think of. But now he's running from God. God did not give him his purpose in his palace. God gave him his purpose in the desert. Hey, because you understand, you need to understand when you have it all figured out and when you think you have it all together, there's no room for the voice of God to reach you. But when you're in a desert place where there's nobody around and there's no distractions around, that's where God says, hey, this is where I'm calling you for greatness. This is where I'm going to give you an anointing. This is where I'm going to give you a power to go back to Egypt and deliver my people. But God, why could what are you doing in the palace? You had too many distractions. You had too much money. Your job was secure. Your family was too healthy. But now that you're in this desert place, I can finally get your attention. And I can finally call you to tell Pharaoh to let my people go. Brothers and sisters, what you're going through right now, it's not because God doesn't love you. It's because God is calling you for something greater. It's because God is calling you to go back to Egypt, to go back into Carson City and say these people belong to God. My family belongs to God. My children belong to God. My school belongs to God. But the only way that's going to happen is when you go through a desert. This was the only place that God could talk to Moses. See, it was so good that every time that Moses went to go talk to God or that God had to talk to Moses, he isolated himself into a mountain. I'm sure if I pass this microphone around, we can all remember our first encounter with God. It, it probably was when the time you, when you were broken. It probably wasn't during a time, amen, that you were struggling and doubting even your, your, your reason to live. And you were doubting if God was even real. I'm sure if you pass this microphone around, there's testimonies after testimonies that when you came to God, you, you were just a mess. And your life was just a, a chaos. But now, every time you come to the presence of God, you can block, amen, everybody else out and say, God, I'm back again. And I'm here, glory 
to hear your voice. You know why some of these sisters and some of these brothers can pray the way they do? Because they understand the only place that I can talk to God is when I block out, amen, all distractions. And I put myself in a desert. I put myself in this place. I may not be alone, but God is still with me. I may be man struggling by myself, but God is right there with me. You don't have to doubt. God is still with you in the desert. It was Jesus that came to the desert place. It was Jesus that came. But you know, but but we need to understand Jesus didn't come here to do a miracle. Jesus came here to grieve. John the Baptist had just been killed. John the Baptist had just lost his head. And Jesus heard that's where he departed to a desert place. Why do you do that? Because 10 chapters prior, Matthew chapter 4, Jesus was led by the Spirit into a desert. Jesus understood there was a place that I went that even the devil tried to come and tempt me. But I received the power. <laughs> I received an anointing, God. That surpassed all my hunger and surpassed all my thirst and surpassed my circumstance that I was going through and surpassed all this dilemma that I had in my mind. If I can just go back to that desert place where God can speak to me and God can reach me, brothers and sisters, we've been walking too long amongst our cities that we're forgetting that there's still a desert place, there's still a place where the Spirit of God can move and our lives. There's still a place where God can reach us. There's still a place that when our cup is running on empty, we can get there and the anointing of the Holy Ghost can begin to flow and fill us up again. Can I just encourage you? Don't you stop. Don't you quit. You just hold on. Because the Bible still says the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous runneth into it and they're safe. They don't run away from it. They don't hide from it, but they run into it. Brothers and sisters, it's time that we say, devil, you're not going to scare me no more. You're not going to give me fear, but I'm going to run to the name of the Lord because he is my strong tower. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Brothers and sisters, you just need to understand one thing. As long as you follow Jesus, it doesn't matter if it's through a storm or if it's through a desert or if you're walking through the valley of death or if you're already on the mountaintop. As long as you're following Jesus, you'll be all right. But it was in a desert place where Jesus went to go grieve. But it's in God's nature that he doesn't want his children to go hungry. That's why when the people of God came out of Egypt, he gave them fresh manna every day in the midst of a desert. That's why that rock, it flowed with water. 
in the midst of the desert. See, some of us, we get so distracted because of where we're at that we forget where he's at. We get so distracted by the heat of the things uh, and the pressure of the things uh, and how things just don't seem to be going our way uh, and how we're not and how we're just tired of eating manna uh, and how we're just tired of drinking water from this rock. Uh, why don't you just go ahead and thank God that you still are able to hear the word of God. Why don't you go ahead and thank him uh, that you still have a man of God uh, that will preach to you truth. Uh, even in the midst of that desert, uh, you know what it is? It's hope uh, that you're not going to die where you're at. It's hope that that situation is not going to kill you. It's hope. Amen. That that struggle is not going to take you out. It's hope that as long as you come to the house of God, that everything is going to be all right. It's hope. I'm almost done. You see, we need to look that twice. The scripture lets us know of the scenario they're in. Verse 13, it says, when Jesus heard of it, he departed thence by ship into a desert place. Verse 15, and when it was evening, his disciples came to him saying, this is a desert place. Both God and the people knew where they were at. It is no surprise what you're going through right now. I don't know who I'm talking to, my Holy Ghost. It's no surprise that, 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 that you feel alone and you feel that nobody understands you. See, that's why we have so many young people that they hurt themselves and they cut themselves because they feel, man, there's nobody around that understands my pain. There's nobody around that understands my struggle. I'm just struggling in this desert and I have no hope. And they're following a mirage that ain't even there. They're following something that's never going to satisfy them because they're wandering around a desert, but why don't you go ahead and put your eyes on Jesus? Because when you put your eyes on Jesus, you're never going to wonder. When you put your eyes on Jesus, you're never going to be lost. When you put your eyes on Jesus, everything is going to be all right. It doesn't say that they didn't walk through a desert. It didn't, it didn't say that Jesus didn't know it was a desert. It just said they knew where they're at, but they knew who was there. Brothers and sisters, you just keep on walking. You keep on marching. That the struggle is not going to last forever. That situation is not going to take you out. You just keep on walking. You're not following a fake God. You're not following a Trinity God. You're not following a made up God. You're following the one true God. And his name is Jesus. You're not. You're not wondering if this is the right way. This is the right way. So walk ye in it. This is the only message that saves. This message will still help you get from here to over yonder. But you just got to follow Jesus. Let's all stand. So twice. Twice it mentions the scenario they're in. But one thing that I realized in verse 19, it says, and he commanded after he received the bread and 
and the, 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 the loaves and the fishes. He said, verse 19, and he commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass. Hold up. Reverse. This whole time, you mean to tell me there was grass? No, it was a desert. It was a desert. Barren, lonely, inhabitable, no life. But you see what happened? That these people, they removed their eyes out of their circumstance and they leaned their ears to the voice of Jesus. Well, I believe this is just part of a, a, a completion, a completion um, of Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And these people came out of their cities and they were healed because they were because they moved God's heart with compassion. They had no wants of nothing else. They were made complete. They were made whole. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. And he layeth me beside the still waters. Jesus had to cross on a ship to get to that desert place. They were near those still waters. But we have now people healed that I shall not want. We have the still waters. We're missing one thing. Making me lie down in green pastures. And he commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass. You see, when they finally understood to take their eyes out of the problem and take their eyes off the situation they were in and that scenario they were in, Jesus, the Almighty God, was able to make a miracle grow right underneath their feet. And they didn't even realize. When you finally understand to let go of that situation and stop complaining about the, the, the desert you're going through and stop complaining about the problems that you have in the situation that you're going through, and you just hear the voice of the man of God. And you just hear the message. There's going to be some things that are going to grow underneath you that you didn't expect working for you. There's some things that are going to begin to blossom underneath your feet that's going to bring revival to your family and it's going to bring revival to your church. But get your eyes off the desert and just know that as long as I follow Jesus, it's all going to be all right. I don't know who I'm talking to, but you've been going through hell on earth. You've been struggling. You've been doubting. And you just don't have peace. But you know what? That accident could have took you out, but you're here. That person could have beat you up, but you're here. You've got to stay locked up, but you're here. You're no. You just got to get to Jesus. Could I ask for nobody to come to these altars just yet? But if you've, if you've been walking through a desert, if you've been walking through a situation in your life, and you heard the voice of God, can I let's just, just let you know 
in the spiritual realm. These altars are blossoming with grass. There's a blessing growing here. There's a miracle growing here. See, but Psalms 23 says, he maketh me. In other words, I may not want to, but God said, hey, this is for you. He commanded the multitude to go lay down on those green pastures. In other words, you've been kicking dirt long enough, honey. You've been walking around barefooted and stubbing your toe here and there on these rocks. But now you don't have to struggle no more. There's grass. There's blessings. There's miracles. This is my favor. If you believe it, go ahead and step out of your seat. Go ahead and leave your cities. Go ahead and leave that seat and say, God, I want it. I've been struggling long enough. I've been in pain long enough. See, that's why you're going from relationship to relationship. And it's all just dry and dead. Because that's just a desert you're going through. But when you trust in God, you're going to say, God, my life is in your hands. My struggles is in your hands. I'm finally going to let go of it. Hey, you've been holding it long enough. Why don't you lift up your hands and let go of that situation. And say, God, I'm going to let it go. God, because you're the God of my desert. You're the God of my struggles. Oh, let's all lift up our hands. Let's pray. There's miracles on these altars. If you've been going through a situation, go ahead and call the name of the Lord. If you've been going through a situation in your life and you feel hopeless, go ahead and trust in God that everything is going to be all right. Si estás pasando una situación y se mira difícil, vamos, confía en Dios, que Dios te va a ayudar, Dios te va a dar la fortaleza, Dios te va a dar lo que usted necesita, pero solo confía en Él, solo confía en Él, no camines perdidamente, camina hacia Él. Come on, you've been wandering around too long. You've been wandering around too long. Go ahead and find Jesus. You've been walking around too long, lost and confused. You've been walking around too long, hopeless. You've been walking around too long without true joy and without true peace. Go ahead and walk towards Jesus. Come on, church. Help me pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. There's people here that need of God. There's people here that feel the heat of the world and the pressure of the world and feel like they can't make it anymore. Because situations just seem to get difficult and difficult. There's no money in the bank. Come on. Daddy isn't around. Come on. Mama isn't around. His joy is refreshing. His joy is refreshing. Restores my soul. Restores my soul. My sin, good man. My sin, good man. 
Oh, 